This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, August the 17th, we are joined by Meredith Scrotenborg. Gary, good morning and welcome to Wellspring, everybody, a weekly radio show sponsored by Corwell Health's Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital. And Gary, I have exciting news that I need to share with you and all of our listeners. Today, Thursday, the 17th, we officially can call ourselves Corwell Health Zealand Hospital. So that is a big moment for our integration and uh, exciting to share that with everyone this morning. Our guest today is Dr. Gwendolyn Unzicker. She's the medical director for the Ottawa County Department of Public Health. She's here to talk with us about preparing for a healthy school year. And whether you have kids in school or not, there's information for you in today's program. And uh, Dr. Unzicker and I were speaking before the show. I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, and I am so delighted we get to have this conversation today. Dr. Unzicker, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So before we get into our topic today, tell us how long you've been with the Department of Public Health and about your role there. I have been with the Ottawa County Department of Public Health for almost two years, um, but I've lived here in West Michigan since 2005. I did my training here as a family doctor, and I've practiced as a family doctor here in West Michigan since then, and I consider myself still a family doctor, although the family I take care of is much bigger now. I am the medical director at the health department, and one of my favorite things about being a doctor is helping people understand health information and helping people in any sort of life circumstance get connected with the care that they need, and being at the health department has given me a chance to do that. I absolutely love that you view our county as a family. I think that is a beautiful picture, Dr. Enziker. Thank you for that. Well, today we're talking about preparing for a healthy school year. And while we'll get uh, into information for all ages, there are some things that parents of school-aged kids should think about as we head into the back-to-school season. There are some specific things that incoming kindergartners need, including hearing and vision screenings. Tell us more about those screenings. So hearing and seeing are two of the most important parts of being able to learn. And it may not be something that's always in the top of our mind when we're getting ready to go back to school. Michigan state law actually requires that incoming kindergartners be screened for hearing and vision. And these screenings are available at no charge to families, either at the health department or in school. Um, sometimes kids can have issues with hearing or vision and may not be able to communicate it to their parents or their teachers. It can be mistaken sometimes for behavior issues. And once those hearing or vision problems are uncovered, then we at the health department are able to get those families connected with the care that they need so that they can get glasses if they need them, they can have their hearing tested by a specialist, and these things can be actually solved and make learning and life a lot easier for kids and families. So we're really happy and excited to be able to provide this service to our Ottawa County family. That is awesome. Now, is that the kind of thing that they just need to call you, go online? How do they actually go about setting something up like that? So we are in the back to school rush already, if you can believe that. Um, so they can call us here at the health department and that's at 616 396 
1-800-273-5266. Or they can check with their school because we actually do screening events at school. Um, okay. And so some schools will have our teams come out there and they can get it done without having to go anywhere else. That is awesome. Um, Dr. Unziker, do you have any idea the percentage like, so full transparency, my husband and I moved to North Holland in June. We're now Ottawa County residents. We had been Kent County residents before. How, what's the percentage of schools where you guys are actually going and doing the screenings there? Any idea? We actually do quite a few screenings. Um, I don't know the exact number of the schools, sure. but on average, between 2016 and 2020, our department performed an average of 30,000 vision and hearing screenings every year. That's, then, that's yeah. an incredible number. Yeah. That's an incredible number. And that helps me have a better understanding of how massive this effort is and how many of our kids are, are um, able to have those screenings. That's incredible. Awesome. Okay, another thing you want parents to consider is getting their kids up to date on routine vaccinations. Why might families be behind on these and why are they so important for a healthy school year? So COVID changed a lot about how people get their health care, right? Um, there were some good things, some bad things about that. You know, telehealth has been great for families that you can just sometimes do a video chat with your doctor, but then you might not be able to do all the things you would normally do in an in-person visit. And one of those things included vaccines. So there are a number of vaccines that are recommended at ages from the time you're born until the time you die, actually. Um, and then Michigan state law does require some vaccinations to be able to participate in school. And there were unfortunately some families that got behind on that because we had um, a lot of stuff going on in our lives, right? And so yeah. What we're encouraging is no matter what the reason for getting behind on those vaccines, now is a great time to get caught up. And we're here. Our healthcare providers are here. We are excited to get families caught back up on these routine vaccines to keep our kids and our families healthy. Absolutely. And um, Dr. Unziger, Gary has a question regarding vaccination rates for kindergartners. Where do we stand? Have those gone up, okay. down? Yeah, I'm sure COVID me, probably played a role in right. that. Let me throw, well. let me throw the, the, the wire sto story here, Meredith, is that Colorado health officials are concerned about a drop in vaccination rates for kindergarten students in that state. Uh, sure. Data from the State Health Department there says about 88% of kindergarten students were up to date with their vaccinations during the last school year, down 5% from the previous year. Dr. Unzicker, are we seeing something similar in Michigan, maybe Ottawa County or different? Or, or is that, you know, how much of a concern is that? Well, what we do know is that we're actually seeing the lowest amount of vaccine coverage for kindergartners in a decade. Um, so, so we do have some catching up to do. And, you know, these are the, the kiddos that were little ones during the height of COVID. And so it's, it's understandable that maybe the families weren't able to get in and get caught up with those routine checkups for a variety of reasons. And we're just happy that we're here to be able to help them get caught up so that everybody can be safe and healthy. Absolutely. Great, great question, Gary. Appreciate that. Um, what vaccinations, Dr. Unziker, are you recommending for adults? 
So for adults, it's just like with kids, it kind of depends on your age. It depends on what other health conditions that you might have. But I think that's a really important thing to point out, right? Vaccines aren't just for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for adults, we have the recommendation that people need to stay up on their tetanus vaccine. And it doesn't just include vaccine against tetanus. It also provides um protection from whooping cough, which is important um, so that we can protect our younger ones from catching it from our adults. Um, For folks over 65 in general, we recommend a pneumonia vaccine. For folks over 50, we recommend a shingles vaccine. So shingles is one of those things that is sort of like a, a blast from the past for people that had chicken pox in their childhood. That virus never goes away and it can show up as we're older as shingles. So we recommend that for folks over 50. And then in general, we of course recommend the flu vaccine, COVID boosters if people aren't up to date, and then other ones depending on what your health factors are and if you have any travel coming up, that sort of thing. So we're here to help people figure out what they need and when they need it. Awesome. There's been recent news about a new RSV vaccine for older adults and monoclonal antibody treatment for RSV for infants, as well as an updated booster for COVID-19. What should our listeners know about these new options? RSV kind of back on the scene. Yes. So this is something that we may not be as familiar with as we are with COVID and flu. Um, But it's a disease that can cause very serious breathing issues for both very young people and people that are older than 60, 65. In fact, I was actually kind of surprised to learn that uh, six to 10,000 deaths per year can be caused by RSV in people over 65. And so it's really important that we have the ability now to protect folks in this age group against this very serious illness. So the most recent vaccine that's been recommended for adults over the age of 60 um, in conversation with their healthcare provider is an RSV vaccine that is one dose so far. That's so far seems to be the, the best protection. Um, and it really, again, is a conversation that folks should be having with their healthcare provider to see what is my actual risk of significant problems if I catch RSV? And should I be one of those that gets this vaccine to help protect me if that were to happen? And then in terms of the monoclonal antibody that you mentioned, this is actually something I like to quote one of my favorite um, cooking show hosts where she says, you know, if you can't make your own, store-bought is fine. That's kind of what this monoclonal antibody is. So in general, vaccines teach our immune system how to make antibodies. This antibody that we have available for RSV prevention is already made for us. And so this is for babies that are born prematurely, babies that may have other health issues right before the start of what we usually think of as RSV season, which is the colder month. If they get a dose of this monoclonal antibody, it basically does the job of their immune system for them. Instead of the immune system having to learn how to fight RSV if the baby gets sick, we've already provided that for them. And so it really helps them to fight off that infection if they get exposed to it. And then you ask, of course, about the the new COVID booster vaccine. We are constantly tweaking that to see if we can get it to be um, a little bit more specific to the new variants that are out there. And so sometime in September or October, we're expecting a booster vaccine that is a little bit more specific to the Omicron variant. And so stay tuned on that. We'll be updating our information as soon as we get more info on that.
Awesome. Dr. Unziker, I want to bring you back to this monoclonal antibody treatment for RSV for infants, because is this the first time there's been anything available to help little ones fight RSV? So, you know, I've been practicing family medicine now for about 18 years. And mm -hmm. in my training, I uh, took care of a lot of babies, a lot of babies that were sick with RSV in the hospital. And we did have something similar. Um, it's called Synergist. So that is something that has been available. Um, but this is, you know, like we said, we're always working on developing new and more targeted treatments to make sure that we can both treat kiddos if they are sick, but also prevent them from getting sick in the first place. So this is an exciting development for us. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Your recommendations for a healthy school year also include some tips for how you can avoid getting sick and what to do if you do get sick. What are those tips? Right. So still the safest way to avoid getting super sick from some of these infections is to make sure that you're up to date on your vaccinations. But even if that doesn't happen, um, we want to make sure people are able to stay home when they're sick. Don't go to school. Don't go to work. We know that's not easy for everybody, but as much as it's possible, please try to stay home. And if that's not possible, we still would recommend if you're sick, put on a mask to keep those germs to yourself. Wash your hands. Throw your tissues away in the trash. Don't put them in your pocket and use them again. Uh, make sure you're sanitizing stuff in your house that, that gets touched a lot, like light switches, refrigerator door handles, toilet handles, those kind of things. And it's really important, too, to look at the instructions on those sanitizing wipes or cleaners to see how long that has to stay on that surface in order to really kill off those germs. So that's really important, too. And if you feel like you're coming down with something, try to avoid being around people that are at a high risk for getting severely sick. So we just continue those same old practices that we've been talking about through the pandemic and before that. Absolutely. Lastly, where can people go for more information? So again, our um, phone number at the health department is 616-396-5266. You can ask all kinds of questions there. You can visit our website at miottawa.org slash mihealth or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Fantastic. Dr. Unziker, thank you for the good work you're doing here in Ottawa County. We appreciate you. Thank you for being with us this morning. And for now, we want to say tune into Wellspring next week. Until then, Corwell Health Zealand Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.